You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number one. In this first episode, I'll share with you who I am and what you can expect from this podcast. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Somba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time, but you can get there faster with the right strategies. I share with you proven strategies on how to build a profitable online business from your passion. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. In this first episode, I talk about who I am, why we need another podcast, and what you can expect from The Sigrun Show. You can get the show notes for this episode at sigrun.com forward slash one. So who is Sigrun? I ask myself that question sometimes too. She is like the female James Bond of online marketing, a true international woman of mystery and inspiration. That's how James Wetmore, the host of the Mind Your Business podcast, described me to his inner circle members. And I really like this description. Let's use that. So my name comes from the Germanic language. Sigrun is in two parts, Sig and Rune. Sig means Sieg in German and actually means winning. Rune means like runes, like the Viking runes, but also magic. So when you think of my name, just think of winning is magical. That's cool, isn't it? I'm from Iceland, an island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Geologically, Iceland is partly on the Euro-Asia plate and partly on the America plate. But politically, Iceland is an, a European country. The island is as big as Bayern and Baden-Württemberg combined, or the state of Kentucky in the United States. Since the population is only 330,000, we have a lot of space for our sheep. Yes, there are more sheep than humans in Iceland. And just to clarify for anyone who might not know, we speak Icelandic in Iceland and have Icelandic krona as currency. The country is not in the European Union, but is in the European economic area. Coming from a small country like Iceland that doesn't have a big impact in the world, Icelanders have a small nation complex. Icelanders like to be the best at everything, and what really comes in our favor is headcount statistics. So Iceland tends to be number one in many things if you use headcount. But we're also number one in a few things even if you don't use headcount. And there is especially one thing that I'm really proud that Iceland is number one in, and that's gender equality. That doesn't mean that we are so good. It just means that no other country is better. I'm still proud of this statistic but I also think we could do a lot better in Iceland. I've been a feminist. Ooh, I said the word. For some people, that word is not positive. But in my mind, it's a very positive word and just means that I support gender equality. I've been a feminist since I was a child. 
I witnessed a strong feminist movement growing up and saw the first democratically elected female president when I was only nine years old. These experiences shaped me and my country and are surely the reason why Iceland is number one in gender equality in the world. Coming from Iceland gives me certain characteristics. And if you know more than one Icelandic person, you would probably agree with me that these characteristics are very Icelandic. Icelanders tend to have a great work ethic. We come originally from Vikings and seamen, and people are proud to work hard to provide for themselves and their families. School holidays are long in the summer and children learn how to work from the age of 13 with simple jobs like carrying out a newspaper, cutting grass, walking a dog or babysitting. This helps teenagers learn to value work and value money, and they start to become independent early in life. I started to work when I was 10 in my parents' dry cleaning business and worked there in all my holidays until I was 23 years old. I was only 13 when I bought my first clothes and my first cassette recorder. Do you remember those days? Ooh, that only reveals how old I am. But this also explained my entrepreneurial itch and how I knew how to run a business long before I studied business or ran a company. When I first became a CEO in 2004, I instantly knew what to do without having studied or having any prior business experience. And that's thanks to my early practice working as a teenager. Another characteristic is that Icelanders like to get an idea and get it done fast without too much planning or overthinking. I think this comes from the fact that the weather changes so quickly in Iceland that we have to be spontaneous and adjust our plans according to the weather. Natural catastrophes have also showed this in action where suddenly it's possible to build a bridge in 48 hours or a house in 7 days. Sometimes I call myself spontanepreneur because I really like to quickly implement the ideas that I get. I get an idea and I want to implement it today or tomorrow but not next week or next month. This can be a challenge when you have a team and want to grow your business because we have planned things out differently. That's why I like to have a lot of slack in my plan so that I can add in new ideas as they come along. When you implement your ideas fast, things may not be perfect and maybe there's a mistake or two, but overall, that is often a lot better than waiting for things to be perfect. Or as Seth Godin says, if you're shipping a perfect product, you're shipping too late. We also have this saying in Iceland, Theta rettast. And I truly believe everything will work out. And that's what that Theta rettast means. This becomes especially clear close to a deadline or when something goes wrong. Icelanders just believe we can get it done on time and fix whatever went wrong. Even though I have this belief myself, I'm often amazed at how things just magically work out if you believe they will. Some people call it manifesting or even extreme or unrealistic optimism, but I just call it Theta Rettast. I see this belief as my secret weapon in international business, just like I can launch this podcast on schedule, even though I got sick for 10 days in the middle of the launch and I procrastinated on recording my first podcast episodes. I have this strong belief that things will work out and what it does is that you do everything you can and you get help to make it work out. And even if it doesn't, 
we at least did our best and move on to the next project where we continued to believe that things will work out because, you know, þetta reddast. Icelanders live in an egalitarian society. Even if income divide is growing, we believe that everyone is equal and everyone deserves equal rights and opportunities. What helps us is that we don't use any last names. Our phone book is actually organized by first name. Actually, there isn't a phone book anymore, but you know, you get what I mean. And we stopped using Mr. and Mrs. over 100 years ago. Actually, our last name just means son or daughter of our father or our mother, and is neither a family name nor a real name in that sense. This makes it easy for us to address anyone by first name, doesn't matter if it's CEO, prime minister or a president. And this is one of the reasons I only use my first name in my business and see no reason to use my last name unless I really have to for some legal reasons. I often have to explain this when I speak somewhere or get interviewed, so it makes sense to me to explain it here in my first episode that my only name is Sigrun and that's it. The last but not least Icelandic characteristic that I want to share with you is that Icelanders tend to be curious about other countries and like to travel. The news in Iceland focuses a lot on international news and therefore we know a lot more about other countries than people tend to know about Iceland. I think we're all born with the travel bug. Well, I guess we're all Vikings, but also because living on an island automatically makes you want to go abroad and see more of the world. We learn two to three languages in addition to Icelandic in school, and most people go abroad at least once a year. I definitely have a travel bug, and this explains why I wanted to study and live abroad. Not because I don't love Iceland, but actually because I love my country and wanted to have a different perspective and appreciate more what I have and where I come from. I always planned to come back after studied, and I did, but then I moved abroad again. Overall, I've lived half my life abroad, in Germany, United Kingdom and Switzerland. A true international woman, just like James said. I recently got my Swiss citizenship, so now I'm a dual citizen of Iceland and Switzerland, the two countries where I live and work when I'm not traveling. It's only a few years ago that I had this vision of being location independent and living in two countries. After a chronic illness where I was unable to work for seven months, I wanted to create a true lifestyle business where I would put my lifestyle first and design my business around my lifestyle. It took me a while to get started. I think you know what I'm talking about. But when I finally did, my business grew fast. Within 12 months, I scaled my business from zero to six figures. And since then, I've doubled the revenue of my business every year, and I'm getting pretty close to the $1 million goal. In this podcast, I will share more of my story. But for now, I want to tell you why I'm starting this podcast. About two years ago, I got the idea to start a podcast, but the people I surrounded myself with then discouraged me to pursue this idea. And obviously, I didn't feel so strongly about the idea to ignore that advice, so I put it on hold. Since then, the idea has popped up a few times, but it was never strong enough for me to give it any more thought. Not until Social Media Marketing World 2017. The idea of a podcast had been coming up more and more, 
but also the negative thoughts like, isn't it too late to start a podcast? And isn't this just a lot of work for nothing? I went to the podcast track at Social Media Marketing World 2017 in San Diego and listened to all my podcasting role models talk about how to start, grow and monetize a podcast. Before the very last talk of the day, I was still unsure whether I should start my own podcast. I still had these thoughts in my head. Isn't it too late to start a podcast now? And isn't it too difficult? For nothing. Then Kate Erickson shared her podcasting journey. Kate is the partner of John Lee Dumas. Together they run Entrepreneur on Fire with a podcast of the same name. Kate also has her own podcast called Hate's Take. And it was Kate's story that got me excited about finally starting my own podcast. Kate shared how she had so much content in form of blog posts and decided to read them on her podcast. A light bulb went off in my head. I've done over 100 webinars. I can repurpose them for this podcast. Wow. Then Kate shared her setup. Only a laptop simple headphones and an inexpensive microphone. And again, wow, it's that easy? After her talk, I made the decision to start my own podcast. Kate, thank you for the inspiration. Make sure you listen to her interview in episode number three. Deciding to start a podcast is one thing, but launching it is another. As I was listening to another speaker at Social Media Marketing World, it dawned on me what I needed to do. Mark Schaefer was sharing the key points from his book, Known, and stories on how most people get known. In most cases, it was about doing more than what most people are willing and ready to do. In one story that he shared, a guy had done 200 YouTube videos in 200 days. Again! A light bulb went off in my head. I needed to do something crazy like that when I launched my podcast. And that's when the idea for 100 episodes in 100 days was born. Mark, thank you for the inspiration. Make sure you listen to his interview in episode number five. So why am I launching a podcast? It's not just because Mark and Kate inspired me. No. It's because I believe we need more inspiration. Inspiration to take action, to make your dreams come true and change the world in a positive way. I've always been a storyteller and what better way to share my stories with you than a podcast. At the same time, there are so many people who have inspired me that I want to interview and share with you. Plus, my clients are inspiring each other and me. So I want to bring their voices to this podcast to inspire you. If you want to be inspired, think big and take action, then subscribe to this podcast and I'll share with you inspiring stories, case studies, and focused interviews on how you can make your dreams come true and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for listening to the first episode of The Sigrun Show. You can find the show notes of this episode by going to sigrun.com forward slash one. Did you enjoy this first episode? Then please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes so more people can enjoy The Sigrun Show. I'll see you in the next episode.